You are listening to Freedom Wranglers, and I am Chanda. This is our main focus. We're talking about truth today. What is truth, or rather, who is truth? So why don't you saddle up, sit back, and help us wrangle in some freedom? Well, Freedom Wranglers are back. We're going to talk about some truth, aren't we, Jamie? Yes, we are. We are going to talk about some great truth. The, the the number one problem we have in our world today seems to be nobody knows where the truth lies, isn't it? Nobody knows the trouble <laughs> I be. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> nobody knows but Jesus. There we go. He's the only one. He is the way. He is the truth and the life. And we're gonna we're gonna talk, touch on that a little bit today. You know, um, Jamie and I have discovered there's a lot of false information in our world. And I am sure that many of you know that, see that, feel that. And it's how do we how do we process and filter out the false stuff and lean on the truth? And there's a couple of different things for me, you know, we see that news sources, especially, and it's really been highlighted, I would say over the past 24 months for us, you know, news sources are confusing. You don't know who, who to believe, what to believe. And um, it's like, where do you get your information from? We were talking about that the other day. Yes. Who's your sources? Who's yeah. your sources? And you got all this information from DuckDuckGo. And I know that's, that's what we use, Yes. but can you cite them? Can you cite where you're getting that information from? That's right. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, you've got, you've got your MSN, your Fox, your CNN, the BBC, you know, the XYZ. I'm sure there's one out there called that. But you, yep. you go through all of the different broad PBS, the different broadcasting stations, and you're just like, well, who do I listen to? Who's going to give me the real truth? And then you get these. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen Babylon B? Oh, Babylon- yes. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I, I, and I, I learned about them when I was on Facebook. Okay. Fake book or Facebook, whatever it's yeah. called. It's called something else now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, meta, meta, meta <laughs> with a universal uh, eternity symbol. Yeah, getting into all that new age stuff, aren't they? But yeah, it's um, you know, I, I look at at that, and that's that's the thing. There's a lot of people that are believing that you know things that come out of like Babylon B. It's like the National Enquirer. Yes. And I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and I said it's like you know <laughs> some of these sources, you just got to scratch your head. And people are believing it. They're buying into it hook, line, and sinker. But for me, the example is it's like me turning around and saying, well, Bigfoot lives in my woods and the Loch Ness Monster swims in my pool. Mm-hmm. No, we, say, we say Sasquatch here. In South there you go. You got Sasquatch here. <laughs> I lived out on the West Coast for a little while, so it's Bigfoot out there. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. It's Sasquatch here. Or Lizard Man. South Carolina, we got Lizard Man here. Swamp thing yeah, down swamp here in Florida. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of things. You know, you got what? Well, you got the jackalope out in Louisiana. They got so that's like part rabbit, part antelope. You're like, what? You're so, just don't go to the swamps. Don't go to the woods. Don't Basically. go on the mountains. <laughs> don't go I mean, but when you think about that, they, they just sound crazy. And you laugh at it. And you're like, that's not real. Come on. Yes. But good stories tend to have a little bit of fact and a whole lot of fiction. And that's what sucks people in. 
Yes, those tall tales, yes. Yes, and and so we started to look at, well, what's truth? And Jesus said in John 14, 6, he told them, I believe this was to the disciples. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, he is the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that's another amazing verse that we know is right there that when you find Jesus, you find the truth, and you're set free. And because we're freedom language, we're all about freedom. We're all about truth. Um, I know for me, and I, I know I can speak for you, Jamie, I'm a fact checker. Like you just said a minute ago, if I can't line that up and check it in multiple sources, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sharing that business. Yes. And people get upset when you question them, like for us, for on TikTok, mm-hmm. when I question somebody about, okay, where did you get that source from? They get all offended. Yes. Like oh, it was off TikTok.go. And I'm like, and I didn't, I don't even respond. Right. So I didn't yeah. respond for like two hours or three hours. And I noticed that he comes back and says, my wife was the one that researched this. So it wasn't even him that researched it. It was his wife. And then he passes the book. And then he passes the book. And then he comes back a couple hours later. And it was like, this is where she got all this information. This is the doctor. This is this. And this is that. Mm. And I said, okay, that's what I was asking about. I wanted to know, I wanted you to cite me, not tell me you got it off DuckDuckGo. Okay. Anybody could do that. Yes. Well, and DuckDuckGo is nothing but a search engine that doesn't track you. That's all DuckDuckGo is. That's just like going in and Google, you know, or Bing. It's the same thing. It's what we're asking is I don't care what you know, search engine you're using. What I care about is what website did you get this info off of, brother? Exactly. Let's let's talk about that. That's and what I care about. I, I come back at a lot of people and I say, I'm sorry, but uh no, I don't buy into this one. And there is a website out there that I choose not to uh cite and it's really caught a lot of people off guard. And that website is written Every article on it, every quote unquote news article is written by one person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it really got me to thinking because, you know, some people are like, well, you just got to have faith that this is true. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking about the Bible and the word of God. And you have to have faith because you've never seen Jesus to believe that he is true. But here's where I'm going with it. Every book of the Bible, apart from all the little ones that Paul wrote, they were written by different people. Yes. So you're exactly. talking, he gave different authors the information or the experiences and said, I want you to write this. I want you to prophesy this, whatever it was. Let's just talk about the, the four apostles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The first four books of the New Testament were written by four different apostles of Jesus. They tell the same story, just in a different way. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it validates the story of Jesus Christ. It validates his coming. It validates who he is. And I watched a movie not long ago about a man who was an investigative journalist and he was an atheist. Yes. The cause Uh, for Christ. Yes. And you have to have in a court of law, in a court of law, you have to have witnesses, two or more witnesses. 
Yes. yes, girl. I know exactly what you're talking about. I read the yes. book. And, and it's called The Case for Christ. That that if you if you're not a book reader, grab the movie and watch the movie, The Case for Christ. He breaks it down. And he's actually, this is what's so wonderful about this movie and the book, and it's a true story. Yeah. Is that he wanted to disprove that Jesus was real, that he was the Messiah, that he was just an average guy. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, his entire perspective changes because the clues and all of the tests that he does to prove that he tries to prove that there's some fiction in there, that there is some um, that he's got contradictions between the different books. And what he comes to find out after talking to a detective is that any good detective We'll speak to multiple witnesses and get the story from their angle and their version, but it will always tell the same story. That's right. And that's exactly what the Bible does. Yes, it does. So when people question me on believing in a God that I've never seen and in a, in Jesus who I never, I've never touched. Well, I've got the proof right there and it all lines up. When I start reading stuff about, you know, there's a whole bunch of people down at Guantanamo Bay and they're all being tried. And Lord, I mean, I could tell you story after story off of this website. And I just shake my head and say, if the Lord's going to deal with certain people, political figures, movie stars, I believe that they're going to be dealt with in public. I don't believe it's going to be a big secret thing. There you but, go, girl. That's right. You right. I mean, that's justice and righteousness are done in public. They're not done in private. It's not done in secret. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And there's no other sources. You know, this guy has all these, these, you know, astronomical stories that grip you. Okay. They're very gripping. They're they're very gripping. They're Mm -hmm. these big tales and they come out, especially when things are about children. When you start talking about children and child trafficking and all that stuff, that perks up the ears, especially of Americans. Yeah. You know, and gets us all discombobulated and gets us all emotional and upset. That's and right. That's what he's doing. He's, he's coming off of our emotions and wanting a response, a quick response, because then if he could get you psychologically, then you won't you won't even think about going to check another source. Because I'm telling you, that, that can affect anybody. That Absolutely. can affect anybody. You have to be real quick. And I'm so glad, you know, I have people like you in my life and, you know, my husband and everybody else that we can iron sharpens iron and be like, hey. What do y'all think about this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then, then you're able to realize, okay, let's think of this logically. Because that's what happens. We get gripped emotionally by these false type of teachers, these false, you know, people that are putting out these articles and stuff like that. They're, they're fake. And they just, they come and grip us. They know what, it's just like Satan. Yeah, they're, they're liars. Like, yes. <laughs> liars because he's the father of lies of lies so like and, and he's not and, gonna come at you with a pitchfork right he's gonna come no. at you fly like a dog and come in and play on your emotions he's gonna tell you the stories you want to hear that you are gonna believe and you're gonna buy into and it could be stories of you're not worthy what you went through, you're not worthy. You know, um, you you came from a broken home. That makes you less than. You'll never be successful in a marriage. Uh, you know, you didn't finish high school. You got your GED. That didn't make you anything. You can't become a doctor. And so on and so forth. And he tells the lies. And their lies 
that get into our personal space of what we really question about ourselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we have to look at the truth and what does God say about us? That's right. He calls us his children. We've been adopted into his family. Jesus is my big brother. That's right. So don't go messing with me, devil. Right. That's right. So I think that focusing on not just what is truth, but who is truth. That's right, girl. That is exactly who we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. When you talk about Jesus, when you focus on him and you see him as the truth, then it just changes so many things in your life. And one of the greatest stories that I believe pretty much everybody has ever heard if they ever went to Sunday school uh, or ever read their Bible, you know, comes from when Jesus, his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And when he closed that sermon, he closed with the man who built his house upon the sand and the man who built his house upon the rock. And in that, when the storm came, the man who had built his house upon the sand, his house was flattened. It didn't, it didn't stand the storm, but the one who built his house upon the rock, they were still standing. And what that really is a metaphor is, are you going to build your life upon the sands of what the world is telling you mm. or the lies that the enemy wants to, because it can be quicksand yes. with the enemy. He can suck Certainly. you right under. Certainly he can take you down funky town real quick. If you allow it to get to your head. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is real serious, but she said, take you down to funky town. I, <laughs> I mean, Lord knows I've, been, I've been down that. I have. And Both I've been of to us. Funky town and I did not, I did not like that. I don't want to go down to funky town no more. I'm staying away from there. I'm going to faith town. You know? Yes. I, so much more rewarding and you know what? Free. Yeah, so much more freeing than mm-hmm. to be in funky town where you have to cover up every single lie that you you've done to yes. to make you look like, you know, like the Pharisee, like the whitewashed tombs, the fake, you know, mm-hmm. hey, look, I, I'm this good person on the inside. You're just decrepit. Yes. You yes. know, and it's so much more freer to be free. It is. And you know what it is? The enemy teaches us to put a filter on because we're really good at that with social media now. I mean, uh, gosh, you go to Snapchat and how many different filters are there? You, you could scroll for days. I feel like sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, you can make it look like you've got makeup on. You can make it look like you've got pink hair and oh, yeah. it looks real. It doesn't look fake. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's not who you really are. Mm-mm. And so many times we do that. We put the filter on for everybody else, because we've believed and bought into the lies that we're not worthy yes. of the enemy. And I mean, I've been there. I have bought it. Oh, I bought it hook, line and sinker. And uh, I can remember just even uh, when, when we lived in Britain, um, I was like the only American. I didn't, there was nobody else that was American apart from a couple missionaries that I knew, but they lived a long ways from us. They lived, you know, almost an hour away. So it wasn't like I saw them very much. And there was just such a criticism of, oh, you're just a typical American. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so, you're just exactly what we expect from Americans. And I thought, well, that's, uh, what do you expect from Americans? And so this identity thing started to hit me and it was like, maybe I need to change who I am. Maybe I need to be less American and more British. And I need to, I don't know, maybe I need to drink more tea or like, 
<laughs> I don't know. But there was this criticism. As and, I drink my coffee. As you drink your coffee. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> but the enemy has a critical spirit and he will bring people along that will criticize you and tell you the lies. And so at this point I started to, I was only 22. I started to kind of believe the lies of the enemy that being an American in a foreign country is you you need to learn to behave less American. And that's not accepted. Being an American isn't really accepted. So you need to change who you are for everybody around you. Mm. Mm. And so you start to lose your identity. Mm. Which is exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to yeah. lose our identity. Oh yeah. And he yeah. wants us to change for him, but also change to suit other people. And you're never going to be happy because all you're doing is pleasing everybody else around you instead of pleasing the one that matters, which is Preach it, girl. Preach it, girl. That's the truth right there. And you know what? That's the same thing. Like when you're in a relationship in a bad relationship with a man or you know, in a bad relationship in a family or whatever, it's the same thing. If you, if you can't just be who you are and who God made you and it, you won't know who you are unless you know who you are in Christ. Thank you. You won't know who you are if you don't know Christ. And I was wallowing in the mud for years mm-hmm. and I was trying to just please my husband, you know, cause I knew that was the biblical thing to do, which it is. To be submissive and to be, mm-hmm. you know, to please your husband. But when you start losing yourself. Yes. That's why I'm a strong believer in making sure that before anybody gets married, they need to, they need to go through a strong, um, they really have to figure out who they are in Christ. And if yeah, they, they can go yeah. through psychology counseling or whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. or if, that, and that's why it helps to come up from a good family life too. Yeah. If I didn't have that as my buffer mm-hmm. of what I had in a loving family and how a husband's to treat a wife and a wife to treat a husband, if I didn't have that, yeah, I really would have been lost. Yes. And yeah. ever finding the man that the Lord brought to me. That's today. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's truth right there. And it's, it comes back to what's our identity in Christ. Who has he called us to be? And when we accept Christ immediately, we're forgiven. The old has passed away. The new has begun in us. Our names are written. They're written in the lamb's book of life. And, um, but you, you look at that and, and funky town becomes a distant memory. Amen. It sure does. Now, Satan likes to bring that funky town up every now and again and make you feel bad. He does. Say, oh, you're not worthy to do this or do a podcast or do this or do that because you're back, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then you come back, greater is he who is in me. Yes. You and you can't be bringing up my past because that's, that's right. no longer who I am. Amen. And he, he loves to condemn. And it's always, it's never God. God doesn't condemn us. It's always the enemy who condemns us. And when we identify that voice and we say, oh no, that's not the voice of the Lord. And we shut it down, just like you just said, but that's where wearing your spiritual armor comes into play. And you've got your helmet of salvation on, which protects your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you got to, again, it's the filter. What filter are you letting stuff come through? 
I'll use this analogy. It's, you know, my swimming pool every summer. I got to make sure I keep it clean. I got a filter for my water pump. And I've also got little filters inside the pool. If I don't clean them out, they get full of yuck and then it backwashes and my pool ends up nasty. Mm-hmm. But if I consistently use those little filters and I pull out the baskets and empty out all the junk and I put the clean basket back in, then it's going to keep filtering out all the dirt and the bugs and the leaves. That's right. It's the same thing with us on a spiritual walk. We've got to have that filter on and that's Mm -hmm. that helmet of salvation. And so we use the word of God as our filter Mm -hmm. to pass things through and it pulls out the junk because we have junk in our lives. And we got to leave that behind so that we go through, we can become holy as he is holy. We can, we are righteous because he made us righteous, not because we're righteous, the righteousness of Jesus placed upon us. So, you know, truth for me is so important. And I have always said this in my life. Uh, there's two things and I hate, I, I don't want to use the word hate, but I really do hate these things. I loathe them. Mm-hmm. There's two types of people that I do not like. And those are liars and thieves. I can't stand them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to me and don't steal from me and we'll be just fine. You can do pretty much anything else, but don't do yeah. those things because for me, it really rises something up in me because I've never been one to tell tales. I just didn't. And, uh, I think one of the last tales I told, I was probably about six. And I said that my brother drew on the wall when he was three and I got the biggest butt blistering. Cause of course it was way high for a six, <laughs> for a three-year-old to have drawn in that location. <laughs> Sibling <laughs> robbery. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have three <laughs> other siblings myself, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I learned real quick. That's not okay, but isn't it interesting? And you'll know this. Jamie, I'm sure your boys have told you tales. Mine have told me tales. Did you ever teach them how to lie? They just naturally know how to do it. Isn't that interesting? It's they naturally know how to do it. They were born with that sin nature. There you go. And where does it stem from? It stems from the garden. Yep. And right then at that moment when the enemy in the form of a snake lied to Adam and Eve and he told them, God doesn't just, he doesn't want to share these things with you. You can have it. It's not going to do anything to you. I know, right? Cunning. Very cunning. And they bought into it and they bit into it, whatever kind of fruit it was. We don't really know. And their eyes were opened to their nakedness, to the things around them. All of a sudden they could see things right and wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from that moment forward, man has always been battling with telling the truth. I mean, they hid from God. They knew what they'd done was wrong. And so they hid from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who do they blame? The serpent. Well, he, the serpent did. I mean, Adam immediately is like, well, the woman made me do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the woman did it. The woman made me do it. She did it. The woman you made me, Lord, made me do yeah. it. Yeah. You <laughs> You know, and then you got Eve over here and she's like, well, the serpent told me to do it. Yeah. Well, listen, Cuckoo, what you doing listening to a snake? Yes. That must have been a real wild experience. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This girl messed it up for all of us. She did. And then Funky Town began right outside the garden. Yep. 
you know, and so lies are now a part of the sin nature. And you don't teach your children to lie. It just happens. And you're like, it's like we're teaching now we're trying to help them get those lies out of their system by giving them rules. You know, the schoolmaster, we have to do the schoolmaster thing with Mm -hmm. them, you know, because it's innate to them to naturally lie. Yes. Yeah. And naturally be protective of themselves and in whatever way they they deem necessary. Mm -hmm. And we have to come in with a hammer with them. And and, and he who spares the rod hates the child is what the word of God says. That's right. But we have to keep, you know, keep them on track. Yes. We got to keep them on track so that so that eventually they'll be able to really know the truth, Mm -hmm. which is their salvation in Christ Jesus, which will ebb and flow naturally as they they grow in Christ. The Holy Spirit will guide them in all truth. That's right. When they're young, we have to be the protectors of them to kind of guide them. Yeah. To salvation, you know, to the salvation. That's right. And train them, train them up in the ways that they should go. The Bible says that. And that's, that's our responsibility as those parents. And, uh, you know, the Bible also says for children to obey their mother and father, that's actually a commandment. Yes. And it is the second commandment with a promise, because it says, if you obey your mother and father, then your days will be long upon the earth, honoring them. Well, the reason that they said that was because disobedient children in that day and time were disciplined by the entire village culture. They would be brought out and the elders of that town or whatever would deal with that child. And if that child did not behave, they would actually take them out and stone them. Yes, yes. And, and, and that's very scary and sad, but that was the seriousness of it. I believe now. Very serious. Yeah, very. And, and I believe now for us, obviously, we're not taking people out and stoning them when they're disobedient and right. all of that. But we have an obligation to teach them correctly. But as we teach them the ways, if they are disobedient and they don't honor their mother and father, then they do reap what they sow. And I have seen this in many people's lives. I find it so important, and I know you have as well, to honor my mom and dad, to honor John's mother, to treat them with respect, because they invested in me, they invested in my life, and I am who I am partially because of who they were and what they taught me about God. So I, as I honor them, as I sow back into their lives the way they sowed into mine, the Lord blesses me and honors me for that as well. That's right. I am with you on that. And it's interesting because in this world today, this society that we have today, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of broken homes. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how the devil wants to come after broken families. Oh, yeah. And what does that do is it takes away the discipline of children, because if you don't have the mother and father there, you won't have a very good uh, discipline in a household because it really does take two because when you have two people in agreement and a child does something wrong that kid knows that that's wrong that's right they have two people over you saying this is wrong yeah you know and you they and the kid sees two people in agreement okay 
And that's the key thing is in the agreement. Mm -hmm. And when they see that there's an order, but when you break that family apart, then you don't have that agreement. And then the kids are going to be questioning yeah. it weakens the, the thread. That's the kids right. are going to be questioning what's right and what's wrong because daddy's not around or mama's not around mm -hmm. and they're going to be questioning. So they don't have that full on teaching ability to really to teach and penetrate into their lives. And that's interesting because if, if you don't have, if you don't have a family unit, there's just going to be chaos. And we all know who the author of confusion and we know that's the devil. And we also know that the wages of sin is death. So mm -hmm. yeah, the family unit is so important in bringing up God's order for yeah. our lives. Well, and the enemy, and, and, and you hit the nail on the head there. You talk about the family unit. What did the enemy try to destroy right in the beginning? Yes. The family unit. The family unit. Yes. I to ruin it from the start. And I just looked up a statistic here and it is 15.49 million families within the United States. The head of the home is a female meaning that yes. that is a single parent home. Yes. 15.49 million. Yes. Where are the fathers? Where are the men to rise up and to take ownership and responsibility for families? That yes. is a big question that, you know, but the enemy has attacked. He's plotted, he's schemed, he's moved in and he's done his very best to destroy the family. Yes. Well, he's emasculated men. Yes. He's yes. He's he's made our men into um well, he's tried to make most men. Now there's still a few good men out there. Yes, there are. But but he has caused a lot of our men to be um emasculated. And the worst thing for a man to ever do is to be separated from his family. That mm -hmm. is a total. You might as well just rip all his male parts out of him. Yeah. I mean, it's that sad, uh, but it, there's a, there's a emasculation going on in our men and I'm, and I have sons. So it saddens me to know that there's men out there that, um, that are influenced by society that much to be emasculated. Yeah. And I, and we have to pray for our men because we need strong men uh, in this society. There, there is, yeah, exactly there. And there's that. And then, but it's also socially acceptable to not be married, mm -hmm. to have intercourse. Mm -hmm. It's easy to father a child. It's different to be a father. That's right. And just the same thing for a woman. It's easy mm -hmm. <laughs> to become pregnant, but it is very different becoming a mother, being a mother. That's right. totally different and it's been very easy and become very acceptable over the years for men to walk away yes i'm not going to assume responsibility for my actions and excuse the expression but it is a little bit like that wham bam thank you ma'am and they move on yes mm -hmm. and they walk away and um but then there are also relationships and where you have a family unit and for whatever reason, things just don't work out. Mm -hmm. And the men always seem, I'm not saying all men and I'm not down on men. That's not it. Mm -hmm. But I've seen this 
dissolve within our nation and it's within the world. Let's just be real. It's okay to walk away from your family and it's just not, you know, but you also, they also have to have a desire to do what's right. They have to have a desire. And that's when you take God out of your society, when you take God out of the schools, when you try to remove him, when you say church isn't important, that family devotions are unimportant, then you are removing God and you're removing his influence on the family completely out. That's right. That's right. And, and women too do have a responsibility too, because I think nowadays women uh, now granted women have the right to work. They have a right to vote. Those are all blessings. These are all blessings that you'll be able to do. There's freedom there, but sometimes women will want to be in positions where they're wanting to be on top of the man they want to be ahead of the man and when there's a an order disorder like that that also causes uh emasculation to our sons Mm -hmm. and it also teaches our daughters that it's okay to walk all over a man Mm -hmm. and we have to be so careful about that the bible is very clear and i do not believe it, it the way the Bible is, I do not believe it's just because, oh, that's the way it used to be during that era. Amen. No, 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 no. There's an order. Yes. It's man first, then woman. And we just dance along with the man. You know, we dance because, you know, our, you know, it says that if a man treats a woman wrong, his prayers will be, his prayers will not be answered. But it also says for a woman, we need to be submissive to him. Mm-hmm. and we'll be fully blessed. So mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting how we all have to work together because I think it's natural for a woman to want to to be in a, a position, you know, to be in head, headship over man. I think it's a natural thing that we have to fight against constantly mm-hmm. because of Eve. Yes. And I feel like we have to constantly humble, stay yes. humble, and to say, you know what? No, 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 no. My husband's the head. That's right. That's right. And I'm not going to step on that authority because I know I'm accountable to God. I'm in my position because God ordained this for my life. Yeah. So I'm not in the, I'm not in a mind frame that the old, that everything in the Bible is old and that we, you know, that's no longer the case that, you know, now women are liberated and all this. Yeah, we're liberated. We're liberated through Christ, but that doesn't mean that you have to uh, be the head over a man, which was never intended. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to demat, you're going to emasculate your man if you do that. And then you won't really be attracted to him anymore, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't do that to a man. That's right. That's right. And you caused me to just think about a couple of things here. Um, and that, that first thing is, is that when God made Adam, he formed him from the dust of the ground, but when he made Eve, she came from one of his ribs. She mm-hmm. didn't come from his head. She didn't come from his foot. She came from his side. Now that's really important because it means that she doesn't lord over him. If he'd taken a bone or something from his head, she would lord over him. Mm-hmm. If it was from his foot, then his foot would be upon her. She would be beneath him. No, God took a rib, a piece of his side and made her equal to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he still is the head of the house. And there is this fine line where there are people that take it too far. There are men that will take it too far and they right. will utilize Well, you're supposed to be obedient to me and you're supposed to submit to me. And then it can become a form of abuse. And so we're not saying that we're saying right. 
that there is a partnership between a man and a woman and that God ordained it that way. But you need to allow him to be your covering and your protector because that is how God created us to be. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, there's no more. And you probably feel the same way I do. There's no more secure place than knowing that your husband has got you covered. That's right. Me too. That he is your protector. He is your defender, that he will step in the gap for you. And I have no desire. I don't know about other women out there. I listen, I have been a very successful business owner, very successful in Scotland. I was a franchise partner for Subway Sandwiches. I had five stores. I was the youngest franchisee and I was the only female at the age of 25. So I was young and I was rocking out these stores. I've been very successful, but we were a partnership. We still did it together. And Mm -hmm. I'm not against women being successful. I am all for successful women, but there's a humility that needs to be a part of it. There's a softness to women that we have that men don't have. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is I don't want to be equal with a man and go to war. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest here. I have no, do I, I like to shoot my gun and I like to go and get dirty out on the trails and hike. But I have no desire to go into battle and to try and do a man's job. Yes. And, you know, I talk to my sons about that. You know, I have older sons in their 20s. And it's interesting because a woman can be very distracting. Yes. Especially on a battlefield. I mean, it's just just natural, yes. you know, and that could be very dangerous for a man uh, on a battlefield when there's a woman there. And, he, you know, his chivalry comes in. Yes. Most men have that still. There's men still out there that open doors for here in South Carolina. We do. But I think there's a lot more of them out there than what the public allows us to see. Yes, I I do believe that, too. I think that uh, there there are some very uh, hospitable men uh, Mm -hmm. still yet there. So and I'm so thankful to God for that. Thank you, Lord. Absolutely. And so, you know, back on to, to truths and, you know, we got a little, went down a little bit of a rabbit hole talking about Adam and Eve and stuff, but it's relevant because they were duped by the great deceiver and about lies. And so we're, you know, we're coming right on back here to truth, but there's a couple of things that I want to highlight with truth. And the first one has to do with the story that I mentioned a few minutes ago about the sand, building your house on the sand and building your house on the rock. And here's what this illustrates. It it illustrates that Jesus story is the illustration of how important our basis of truth, our foundation of reality is so important. So if we choose to rest our lives on something that doesn't last like the opinion of others or the trends of culture, we will always have to pick up the pieces of broken relationships and challenging circumstances. But when we choose to build our lives on the solid, unshifting foundation of truth, cultural trends and opinions can ebb and flow. Crazy things can happen in the world and even in our own lives, but we endure through those things. That's the key there. We're able to endure because we've got our foundation of the rock. So we stay standing and we can even be a beacon of stability to others around us. How many times have you had people come to you and be like, I don't know what to do. Everything's falling apart. The world is crazy. Oh, how are you like calm? The peace of Christ. And that's it. 
And that they will, I have no end of, I get messages constantly on social media and it's, and it just, I kick, I get taken back by it, but it's the peace of Christ. And it's the stability of standing on the rock that we're still standing that draws people to us because we become a beacon of hope. We become a beacon of what stability is and stability is Christ. That's right. And if you don't have the faith, and if you don't have, if you don't believe that the word is true, that Christ, what the word says about Christ is true, right? You're not going to have that peace. That's right. You're not going to even be able to live this life without the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. working in and through you to, for his good pleasure. And, you know, it, I think it was interesting when, um, when Pilate, let me just read it. Yeah. Uh, then Pilate said to him, this is John 18, 37. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king for this purpose. I was born. And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Mm. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And, and Pilate questioned him. He was like, well, what is truth? Yeah. And, and here he was beaten. He just got done getting beaten. Mm-hmm. And here he is asking him, asking Jesus, what is truth? Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure there was a, just a silence yeah. after that, after he said that, as he looked upon mm-hmm. the very Lord that is about to be crucified. Mm-hmm. And soon after that statement was made, he wants to go wash his hands and say, I see nothing guilty about this man. I yeah. wash my hands clean of this. Yeah. And I just thought that was an interesting point that here is truth. The son of man is, die, is dying. He's died for your sins. Yes. He did yeah. that. He didn't have to die for you, but he died for you mm-hmm. so that you can have life yeah. eternal from your sin. He is the blood sacrifice That's right. for your life. Mm. a life for a life yeah exactly a life for many lives yeah. wasn't he didn't have to continuously die paul talks about that in hebrews yeah. he died once That's right. one death one resurrection and it was done done and that's what's so powerful. And, you, you know, you said uh, that Pilate was like, you know, well, what is truth? He was looking truth in the face. and He didn't even that's, realize it. That's exactly right. And, you know, I mean, that obviously right after that, that's when he's like, I wipe my hands clean. I don't see anything yeah. why he needs to be crucified. I don't see anything guilty about this man. And that just brings me to tears because I just couldn't imagine looking upon the son of God. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it's just, I'm so thankful for my Jesus. Me too. Me too. And something that I find incredibly comforting is actually in Hebrews 13, eight, and it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. It means that the same Jesus that died for our sins 2000 years ago on Calvary is the same Jesus that loves us today that is sitting at the right hand of the father. Yes. He's not changed. His love for us has not changed. He was the word in the beginning, and then the word became flesh. He made the ultimate sacrifice to take on human flesh. And it is just so comforting because knowing that 
Jesus was the same at the beginning of time. He was the same when he walked on the earth 2000 years ago. And he is the same today as he sits on his throne. So Jesus doesn't change, which means what? Truth doesn't change. No. Truth is absolute. And we can depend on it every day of our lives. Yes, Lord. And this is why his unchanging nature is so comforting to me. Because I know. I just, I know the truth is there. And I've been set free. And I, I look at that the sacrifice Mm -hmm. and when you read about the crucifixion of Jesus you really understand what took place in crucifixions back then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they crucified a lot of people back then the Romans they were ruthless yes and you know they were very desensitized to people dying too they were so used to seeing death yes that it just became part of their everyday lives to, well, let's just go out. What must the guys have thought that went out that day that their job was to crucify Jesus? What well, Pilot couldn't even be, Pilot couldn't even. He knew he was not guilty of he anything. Knew, he knew it. Yeah. And that's why he washed his hands. I mean, if you look at like Macbeth, one of the greatest Shakespearean plays, it's the same situation, trying to cleanse that, that person's blood off of your hands. And so Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. And what we want to get across to you guys today, as we begin wrapping this up is that don't look for truth in the world. No. Look for truth in the word Word of God. Yes. That is where you're going to find truth. And that's where you're going to find encouragement. Mm -hmm. I was reading today that as you patiently endure things, Mm -hmm. it's not easy, but you have that patient endurance. You will be able to keep going right now. We're going through a tough time. March, 2020 rocked this planet. Sure did. But you can endure And here's how you can endure. I liken it to an athlete. Endurance isn't always about how fast you go. Endurance is about continuous movement. And so to be able to have endurance, you need to be able to have the hydration that your body requires. You need to have the right caloric intake so that your body has the fuel that it needs to continue moving. And again, it is that persistence of one foot in front of the other other. just keep going and that's what we have to do we have to keep marching forward understanding that he is the way he's the truth he is the life and we can endure these things they're not that bad when 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 you're reading hebrews he's talking about people that were enduring some terrible terrible persecution we're not there guys Mm-mm. we're not yeah. in a persecuted state and i'll tell you this a bad day in america is far better than a good day in a place like afghanistan i've said that before and yes. i mean that yes it's yes. far better than a, a good day in communist china yep. so we've got to start seeing the good in this nation mm-hmm. we got to bring god back into this nation there you go And as we do that, as freedom wranglers all across the Mm -hmm. United States or the globe, wherever you're listening from, it's going to change things. Yep. 
because we have to guard our minds. We have to guard it. Yes. Like you're talking about everything that you're talking about. We have to guard our minds. We have to think on good things. Yeah. Think whatever is pure, good, and of sound mind. We have to think upon these things. Paul made that very clear to us. He was giving us, he said to imitate, to imitate him, you know, what he, how he's, how he walked through Mm -hmm. this life, him being in jail and he could have suffered so much. I mean, but what did he do? He wrote us the prison epistles. What would we do without the prison epistles? Yeah. I mean, they just bless so much if he hadn't if he just gave up just because of the situation he was in yeah yeah and and how many martyrs are out there and have been out there over the years that just didn't give up they weren't going to denounce jesus and their belief and their the knowledge and the fact that he is real and that he has saved them Mm -hmm. that's right and they continued to run the race and to have the faith Because there is a crown of righteousness laid up for all of us who keep going forward, following after truth, being light in the darkness. And so I just, I want to encourage you guys out there, seek truth. Don't get distracted. The enemy is not just a good deceiver. He's a great distractor. Don't get distracted by the things of this world. That's right. I'm not saying don't be in tune with what's happening because Jamie and I both feel that we need to know what's happening in our world. Mm -hmm. Let's know what's happening from a factual place and not from a fictional place. And as you read the word of God, as you discern, then you're not going to be deceived and tricked into believing the nonsense that the enemy tries to get you to consume. That's right. So I don't, yeah. I don't have much else to say, Jamie. What about you, girl? You want to add anything? I will say this. Soul, are you weary and troubled? Mm-hmm. No light in the darkness you see. There's hope for a world of lost sinners and life more abundant and free. And that is in Jesus. It's in him. And in, in, in your weaknesses, he is strong. Yes. So whatever you're going through, my brothers and sisters out there, whatever you're going through, whatever suffering you're going through, you can have the peace of Christ in your life today. Amen. Today. You don't have to do anything crazy. Like I said earlier on, all you have to do is confess with your mouth that you're a sinner. It's this easy. Proclaim that Jesus is Lord. And ask him to come and live in your heart spiritually and you become a new creation. That's it. It's that in Corinthians 517. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And so we just want to encourage you guys. If you're not following God and you're not a new creation, jump in and do that. Ask him into your heart. If you want things to change in your world. Now we're not going to tell you it's going to be easy. Mm -mm. And Paul tells you in the, in the word, it's not going to be easy. There are going to be trials. There's going to be tribulation. But when you build your house on the rock, mm-hmm. you're going to stand firm and it's going to be okay. Your hair might get a little blown around during the storm, mm-hmm. but that's okay. We'll hand you a brush. You can fix it. That's Just right. don't go back to funky town because that's there's right. nothing good in funky town. That's right. It's kind of like Moses, right? Coming out of Egypt. It wasn't yeah. easy crossing that river. But let me tell you, the the Red Sea, but 
them big old waves coming over his head and you know, right. but they still kept going back they didn't go back to the funky town nope no. back to funky town funky town was getting destroyed that's right going forward mm-hmm. keep and moving forward it really comes down to what do you want your future to be Mm -hmm. Do you want your future? And I'm not just talking about your future here on earth, but your future of eternity. Do you want it to be so sweet and loving and, and just in the presence of the Lord singing his praises for eternity in our glorified bodies? Yes. That are perfect. And we ain't got to work out no more. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Lord. No more calorie counting. (laughs) Or do you want to have to fight the enemy and then face the lake of fire? Mm. I know what I'm going to choose because it is so sweet, so sweet to be with Jesus. Yes, it is. (laughs) It brought us together, brought us back together. It sure did. It sure did. So remember, he's the way, the truth and the life, guys. And nobody comes to the father except through him. That's right. And through Buddha, not through Gandhi. Mm-mm. It's not through Mother Teresa. It's not going to be through Muhammad. Mm-mm. It's only through, not through crystals and weird stuff like that. It's through that's Jesus. That's right. The there's something to be said with the confidence that Jesus had to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me through him our savior our loving jesus christ and so all these other religions they they you could kind of find all kinds of ways to get to them but not jesus jesus is only one way he's the one that satisfies that's right he satisfies our soul and uh the goodness that comes from serving the lord and knowing him to be honest for me is completely i don't have words for it it's unexplainable right it's always an adventure yeah it is an adventure but it's a wonderful adventure anyways well we love you guys and uh, share the truth freedom and truth go hand in hand amen it sure Um, does all righty guys get out there and wrangle that freedom this week god bless you bye you've been listening to freedom wranglers thanks so much for joining us this week We want to thank Shane Ivers for that music there. It's Later Gator. And uh, if you want to get some of those sounds, you can go to silvermansound.com. I also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their continued support. We will be back with you soon. And we want you to remember, saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in that freedom this week.